Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road how to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 11.30 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com. And welcome to the Loan Officer Team Training Podcast. My name is Irene Duford, and I'm your host. And we have, for the third time, the first time somebody's been here for three times, and I love it, is Allison Rixner from the Orlicky Group. And we have a really important topic to talk about today for loan officers and for, you know, for real estate agents, for anybody who's in today's market. So there's a lot of emotion going on in the market that we're in today, right, Allison? Yes, there is. And so we're going to talk about handling conflict in today's market. And so let's talk about the emotion. We're just going to have a conversation today. It's not an interview. It's just a conversation back and forth flowing like we we do often. And uh, it's just, it's an honor to have you here for the third time. So welcome. Thank you, Irene. I, the days that I get to talk to you on the podcast are like my best days. I woke up this morning and, you know, sometimes you just get out of the wrong side of the bed. You're like, oh, wait a second. I get to talk to Irene and hang out with her for 45 minutes today. So thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for being here. I love it. All right. So we're going to talk about the emotion. Let's talk about the emotion of key players right now in a mortgage transaction. What what kind of emotion are people feeling? Many. 
Let's start there. There's many, many emotions, and I'm sure you would agree with this too, and everyone listening. There is just this really interesting undercurrent. We've talked about the narratives on Mm -hmm. the podcast before, Mm -hmm. and I think people are having a really hard time not getting spun up, not getting anxious, not getting overwhelmed. Those are a lot of the emotions that not only are we seeing from the home buying side, right, for for people that are actually purchasing a home, whether it be a first-time home buyer or a seasoned investor, there's just this stress that people seem to be under. And also internal teams, right? Trying to make sure that we remain calm. But unfortunately, our emotions get the best of us sometimes. And we are emotional human beings. That's how it works. But coming into conflict, understanding that emotions are high, I think is really important because you need to know what you're walking into. And for the most part, emotions are high right now. Yes. And so what can we do to maintain good emotions to be able to not be all emotional all the time, especially those who are handling the transaction, the real estate agent, the loan officer. We don't want to be the ones that lose our emotions, right? That they can't manage our own emotions. We want to make sure we're the people that are handling the emotions. You don't, if you go to surgery, you certainly don't want the doctor to be worried about the surgery, right? Great analogy, Irene. Yeah. So the it's real good estate to take agent, yourself out of it, right? You're like, what if I was a doctor with a scalpel in my hand? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I like that. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, of course, we're not doctors. We're not saving someone's life or making sure that their cancer goes away or whatever right. it is. But we do have, and and I say we, even though I'm not currently originating, but we do in the mortgage business, we have that op- I like it to call it an opportunity. To yep, really absolutely. help manage people's emotions throughout the transaction. And that's one of the things that we talk about in our client conversion training is how to manage emotions throughout the transaction. But how do you do it at the Orlicky Group? Yeah, it's incredibly important to be the calm, sound voice of reason. From an energy, and you know me, I like to talk about energy a lot. From an energy perspective, if you go in with a high emotion and you're not grounded and centered, you're only going to whip up what is already existing. And we have to be, and you and I've talked about this, we have to be like the therapists, right? We have to be the person on the other side that's going to remain calm. And the the origination side really is kind of what I think about the nucleus of the transaction because everyone's always coming back to us, right? If the agent's stressed and they have an issue, say with the listing agent or a negotiation, they're going to come to us and tell us about it. If our client slash borrower, if they have an issue, they're hopefully going to come and tell us about it, right? And so we have to remain calm, being present, being grounded, and not allowing that. It's almost like a lasso, right? You get into a situation and it lassos you and it pulls you out. You have to remain unlassoed. (laughs) And whatever- great way to say it. Right. And whatever you can do for me, I constantly am breathing and moving into my body so that I don't let my mind go. Cause I have, I'm an anxious person by nature. I've, I've struggled with anxiety for a lot of my life. And when an anxious person is in the room with another anxious person, not so good. So you have to learn how to be, not let that, you know, lasso you and take you into that energy. And that's, And one of the ways that I know of to do that, and I've practiced it myself and I've taught other people to do it, is your self-talk. What you say to yourself, what you allow yourself to be, your narrative in your own mind 
about what you're talking about, what you're thinking to yourself. If you allow yourself to come in in the morning and say, oh man, I got all these people to deal with and they're not getting their documents to me and I can't stand that. And if you're, that's how you're going to feel all day long if you say those types of things to yourself. So instead we catch ourselves, we reword it. And then we just say those things to ourselves. Because think about it. How would a loan officer or anyone that works on a team feel if they're saying things like that to themselves? If you're saying, if you're coming in in the morning and going, oh man, I got to deal with that file today or that loan today. And she doesn't get me her documents and she doesn't do what I ask her to do and all of that. But if instead she says, you know, I love working with so-and-so and it may not be true at the time, but the right. more you say that to yourself, the more you're going to feel it your emotion will be there. And then it's going to make you act better with that client and with yourself. And then you get the results you're looking for. So absolutely. It's like a fake it till you make it right. If, if, yeah. if you, if let's say it's the 10th time you've asked for this document, we're not robots. That's annoying. Yes. <laughs> Why do I have to do this again? I love the words you used before and I'm going to bring it back up opportunity. Mm. We have the opportunity to potentially get that document today. And yes. I know it sounds contrived. People that are listening are like, come on, this is so Pollyanna, right? Yes. We hear that all the time. Yes. It's not. This is real. Everyone out there listening, this is real. Mindset, self-talk, grounding your energy. If you're not doing this in today's market, I don't know how you are okay. I, I don't agree. know how you can be okay. Yes. This is, it's a practice. It's a habit. It's a ritual. It's something that you can start doing today. That doesn't mean you're going to be great at it, but you have to start somewhere. And if you can catch yourself once today and put yourself back on track, it makes a huge difference. So that's a huge win. Yeah. Because what you think about makes you feel a certain way. And what you, when you feel that way, it makes you act a certain way. And when you act a certain way, that's what brings your results. So they can be good or bad. Absolutely. I think that's a big part of emotion in today's. What do you do though, specifically in your team? Do you guys, in your team meetings, do you talk about this? Do you uh, give some tips to your team members? How Because they're the ones talking to the clients. Absolutely. We're doing more of this. It's something that I focused on more this year. Something that I really didn't focus on before. I was doing it for myself. Mm -hmm. And to be the leader that I want to be, I have to be sharing this with my team. And next week, we're actually having a training. And it was based on some of the stuff we're going to talk about today with conflict. How do you really talk to somebody on the phone? How do you manage a phone call? Mm-hmm. That's not that easy, right? It's just not. And a lot of the conversations and a lot of these things that we're talking about are happening over the phone. They're happening over Zoom. It's not this person to person, which is great in a lot of ways, but challenging in a lot of ways too. Yes. So, you know, emotional intelligence over the phone, Mm -hmm. not easy. And we're going to do a training about it next week. So great, great. Mm -hmm. So we can have uh, IQ or EQ, which one's more important. I think EQ is more important. EQ meaning emotional intelligence. How are we talking to people? How are we managing our own emotions as well as managing other, we can't manage other people's emotions, but we can recognize when their emotions are a certain way. So let's talk a little bit about emotional intelligence. Tell us what you feel about emotional intelligence. I think this is a newer 
topic. Mm-hmm. I think for a long time, it was all about what do you know? Where did you go to school? How are you educated? And now I think we're realizing that if we're going to have success in our lives, career, relationships, whatever it means, we have to have emotional intelligence. I always joke and I say, it's all about people and the people end up being the problem. You've heard me say this before. <laughs> and we're going to talk about conflict in a minute because that's really you know why, why we're having this discussion today. But it's interesting because if you don't have that EQ, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do, it'll be more difficult. And having yes. compassion and having an understanding of where people are at mm-hmm. is a skill that I am so grateful to have it. And it's something I work on all the time. Every day I work on this. I work on my EQ. Yes. Just having emotional intelligence. And we'll we'll go into that on another episode, maybe on another yeah, podcast that's a whole episode. Other... Yeah. It's a really fun topic, I think. But being able to read people. That's a big part of it. If you can put yourself into someone else's shoes, and I know that's an old saying, but it's so true. If you can try to imagine what the other person is feeling like, then have compassion for that person, it's going to make a big difference. And and I know we're going to talk about a way that you've done that recently with, uh, with a client. Let's talk about what we promise versus what we deliver. How do you at your team deliver what you promise? Yeah, that's a great question. And in leading into the conflict, this is why I wanted to talk about this today, right? Because you have your mission statement, right? We are going to care for our borrowers, our referral partners, everyone we touch with the attention and energy that they deserve and Mm -hmm. really foster a relationship that way. So that's what we promise. We obviously promise we're going to close your file on time. We promise that we're going to make the process all by complicated, as easy as we possibly can, right? We promise that we will have a hand in this with you. We will walk with you during this process. And try as you may, it's not always going to happen. And that's when the conflict arises. Mm -hmm. That is where the conflict comes in. And we had a very interesting situation this week with a first-time homebuyer who was one of the sweetest people I've ever met. She was young and understandably very nervous about this process mm-hmm. and put yourself in that person's shoes, right? I'm mm-hmm. not young and I know a lot about this business, but taking myself and my ego out of it and thinking about what it must have been like for her, it's really scary. It is. There's a lot of documents. There's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of things being thrown at you. And she was someone that understood the weight of buying a home. She got Mm -hmm. it. She's like, this is a big deal. Some people, they're not as affected by that. Right. She was very affected by that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I knew all of this at the beginning. This is what I was able to understand at the end, right? Because when you go through something with another person, you have a different understanding. So what had happened was she came from an amazing referral partner that I like personally so much and a wonderful agent and really cares for her clients. And so our mission of the way she does her business and the way we do our business is very synergistic. At the closing table, this client had said, I don't know if I want to do this again. It was a lot. I don't know if I would do this again. And Mm. that's not what anyone wants to hear. No. 
That's literally the last thing you want to hear. And instead of not saying anything, she messaged Oliver and said, here's how I feel. Hmm. And I said, I had him message her back. Do you mind if Allison calls you on Monday? Mm -hmm. Not a problem. And this is really the crux of what I want to talk about today. How do we manage conflict? How do we manage when we haven't delivered what we've promised? Mm -hmm. How do we manage when someone isn't happy with what we've done? First and foremost is be present in that conversation. You let me know when it's good for you. I will be here and you will have all of me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be doing something else. I'm not going to be messing around with my phone. No, you have me. And I think that that doesn't happen most of the time. Exactly. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen enough. Yeah. Everyone is so distracted with so many things that they're not focusing on the person they're talking to. Yeah. So I told her that when I got on the phone, I said, I just want you to know I'm a thousand percent here. I have read your message. I have heard what you've said, but now I want to hear it from you. But first off, I want to apologize and take accountability. Boom. Mm -hmm. We were wrong. Yes. You took ownership. We took ownership. Basically what happened was on the processing side of the transaction, she felt as though she was being, you know, pushed to sign things because right, we got to get that signature. Got to do it. Got to do it. She was confused and felt like her questions weren't being answered appropriately. And when I talked to my team member, I said, did you at one point feel like something was wrong? And she said, yes. And I said, Mm -hmm. that was your mistake. Yeah, that was your mistake. You should have brought it to me. We should have had a discussion. We should have gotten her on on the phone. And that's where and everybody knows the point in time where things aren't okay. Yes. And they're so busy. They just move on. And we're so intuitive. You got to pause. Yes. And be like, oh, ding. (laughs) Yes. Ding. And you know what? That word pause is really important because we don't pause enough. Yeah. For things, when we feel something, that internal feeling that we get that there's something a little off. If you're so busy running from one thing to the other, you're not going to get that feeling. You're not going right. to be in tune with it. Right. And then you're just going to move on. So sometimes right. you do have to pause. And I took that accountability and I told her, and this is where the leadership comes in, regardless of who it was on my team, that starts and stops with me. And I am very sorry that that happened. That's a big deal. Most people don't hear that. They hear excuses. If there's one thing in my life right now that is very triggering for me, it's that. It's someone not taking accountability. And I was someone that didn't used to take accountability. Mm -hmm. I come from a long line of defensive people in my family. (laughs) That's another therapist thing to unpack. We won't talk about that here. But being defensive, there's always a million excuses. No, we were wrong. I'm sorry. Yes. And I didn't over apologize either. I didn't, oh, I didn't go on and on. Right. I just said, I am very sorry. This is on us. It starts and stops with me. And I apologize on the behalf of myself, my team member and the company. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Talk about an open energy. And I said, now I want to, I really want to hear from you how you felt and what happened. I want you, is it okay if you tell me? 
Do you mm-hmm. feel comfortable telling me? Absolutely. She went into the whole thing and I listened, active listening. Mm-hmm. I had no agenda. I just wanted to hear her. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making excuses. I wasn't butting in. If she would ask me a question, I would answer. Again, presence, accountability if it's there, active listening. Yes. I want to hear you. I respect you. This is a relationship. I want you to be heard. Mm-hmm. And she went on and she, I said, she goes, I feel so much better. <laughs> so she was done. She's like, oh my God, I feel so much better. I was like, great. And the end of it, right, was me saying to her, I'm not trying to woman explain this to you as an older person. <laughs> I actually think I said that. I like, that's a new word. It's a new word, according to Allison. According to me, I've been known to make up words before. But I said, as someone who has been in your shoes, and I I just remember, like, she just didn't want to upset us. She didn't want to make a problem. She didn't want to cause conflict. And so many of us, especially women, are people pleasers, right? Like, we want to please everyone. And I said to her, you are paying for a service. I just wished you would have told me when things weren't okay. Yes. So I didn't know what to say. And I was scared. And I said, next time, will you promise me that you'll speak up? And she said, absolutely. And so there was a lesson there for her too. Yes. Which was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And all in all, it couldn't have gone better because I was there. I heard her, took accountability. And I told her we would do better next time. And that was Mm -hmm. the end result. And I said, here's what we're going to put in place. So the the action that you're going to take, if something has been not right or what you haven't promised, what action are you going to take? Because it's all fine to apologize, right? That's great. But if nothing is going to change, then that can feel very empty. It can. Yep. So I said, this is what we're going to do moving forward for first time home buyers the initial person that they deal with, which is the LOA, which is the training that you focus on, which is why it is such an important role in this business. The LOA is not going to go away. They're still going to be, you know, in that communication stream and they're not going to just get tossed over to another team. Mm -hmm. And that was something I was thinking we needed to do anyway. I've been thinking about that for a while. And I thanked her for even in this unfortunate situation that she was able to provide me the aha moment of like, okay, you have to do this. It was a reinforcement of something I was already thinking that we needed to do. Yes. Do you have a loan partner who does the loan consultations, structures the loan and converts the buyer to work with you? Or maybe you have a loan partner or a team member that you would like to move into that position so that you can be freed up to go get even more loans. How about a newer loan officer who could benefit from some training and how to convert buyers to work with them? Our client conversion training is very specific to this role. It will help them convert even more clients to work with you and your team. We help you to be seen as a trusted advisor. We cover every aspect of converting clients to work with you. They're going to learn emotional intelligence, what it is and how to utilize it. They'll discover the key to a success mindset. Yep, we go deep on this one how to build rapport right from the first conversation, how to ask the right questions, how to answer objections, specific dialogues and strategies to overcome rate shoppers. They're gonna practice live with other class members. 
and they're gonna also learn how to ask for and receive referrals. How to master the loan consultation with loan strategies that help the buyer make great decisions for their future. Client conversion training will set your team apart when they implement the training that they're gonna receive in our class. It's a virtual interactive class on Zoom with live trainers and your team members can attend from wherever they are as long as they have audio and video. Everyone participates. It's a 10 hour live class divided into two and a half hour sessions from nine to 11.30 on Thursday and Friday for two weeks in a row. Sign up your loan partner today at loanteamtraining.com. You'll find the class on the client conversion training tab. What a great story. You told me that the other day and I thought we have to talk about this on the podcast because people don't always know exactly what to do, but I love the way you gave the bullet points. Tell us again, you heard presence, Mm -hmm. presence, number one, don't show up with an agenda, be open. Mm -hmm. You know, my agenda could have been, well, I want to make sure she doesn't give us bad review. I want to make sure our referral partner is not mad. I want to make sure that she doesn't tell somebody I could have had a total ego and went in with like, this is what I'm going to do. And Mm -hmm. no, I wanted to hear her, but you have to be present to do that. And then you have to take accountability. (laughs) Yes. Well, you have to be present and she has to feel safe. Yep. And that's where being present and taking accountability makes her feel safe. That's so well said. I couldn't have said that better. So then you takes accountability and then then really hear her or them, whoever it is. Be really active listening. Yep. Mm -hmm. The active listening. And she could feel that you were open because of the way you started the conversation. You took accountability right away. And that let her know that you were open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Such a great story. And now you didn't just get to learn from this story, this true story that happened, but your team got to learn from it. And now everyone listening to the podcast can learn that same thing. And it applies in any business, right? Any business that there's conflict or that, that you want to talk to a client and really be there for them. So now your team has learned from this as well. And yes. you're going to be talking about how to listen better or to be more aware and mm-hmm. pause when someone has a situation. Because, you know, in this business, we're always trying to hurry up and get it done. Uh, hurry, you know, but not act hurried. So we we want to get things done in a timely manner, but we have to pause sometimes. And that pause is worth every bit of the time that it takes to pause to make a client feel safe and valued. And that's part of what we do. That's a big part of what we do because they can go anywhere and get a loan. Yes. They can go to any place and get any, anybody can get a loan anywhere, but how they're treated and the experience that they have working with your team is what's going to make the difference. And it's the little details that make a difference. Absolutely. And something else too, that actually I just thought of that we hadn't talked about when we talked about this before is having real compassion for another person. And this is something we're going to talk about in our training next week with my team is you can't phone this in. Let's be very clear. Yeah. It has to be real for you. You can't just be BSing this. Right. It has to be real. You have, because- if I had come in with this little quick bulleted point, right? So let's say somebody takes away 
and writes these bullets down and talks to their team about it. If you aren't sincere about it, maybe that's the right word. Yeah. And if you aren't compassionate, that other person or people, they're going to know. That's and they're right. not going to feel safe and you're not going to have this exchange, this open exchange. And maybe that's almost kind of the bigger, how do we facilitate an open exchange when there yes. is conflict? Because when there's conflict, people tend to shut down. That's the that's the default, right? Oh, yes. well, this person's mad at me or, oh, she didn't like what we did. Remaining open, you can't phone that in. You can't fake it. Yeah, you can't. And if you have people on, this is a lesson for all of us, but the loan officers that have people on their team, they have to be sincere about things like this. If yeah. if you've got someone on your team that doesn't deal well with people under these mm-hmm. kinds of situations, they need some training. They need to be Absolutely. training by you. They need to listen to how you talk to. And if you're a loan officer and you don't do this, there's a problem. It's going to become even more problematic because things are not going to get less crazy. Let's yes. be clear, right? Things are, the, the world is wild. We've had many of these conversations on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you are not working on your EQ, because this is part of EQ, how you deal, how you remain open, you know, what you're willing to take accountability for, being present for someone else in yourself, you're going to struggle. Yes. You're struggle. Yes. So that tells me we need to do a, a podcast on EQ, emotional yeah. intelligence, it sounds like. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> There's always another topic we could talk about, but really it's all about the people, isn't it? It's all about them. It's about the client. One thing I learned very early in my life, because I was very, I had a great opportunity to work with the public, so to speak, when I was very young. So when I was a senior in high school, I started working as a teller part-time when markets had the, the office in there, you know, their branch alone in there. It was new back then. So I'm dating myself here, but it was a new concept back then. And I had the opportunity to work there as a teller. And I learned so many things about working with people at that job. I ended up becoming, you know, getting more into being an operations officer and working full time in in a savings and loan. But I learned a lot about people. And they sent me to a class called Human Relations for Business. I'll never forget it. I wish I still had the paperwork to it, but. It was a long time ago. And one of the things I learned in there is it's all, you're taking care of the client. The client is who you're there for. You're not there for yourself or for anyone else. Of course, the bank is going to make money, the savings and loan, the mortgage company is going to make money and you're going to have a great life as a loan officer, but it's about your clients. It's all about the people that you're working with, the clients, your referral partners. You're showing them how important they are to you by reacting this way. So I have a question for you, Allison. Tell us what happened after you spoke to the client, then you went to the referral partner. So I sent her a text and I said, hey, let me know when you can talk. This will be a little bit longer. I spoke to, you know, entered their name and we had a really good conversation and I want to make sure you, you know, are aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Called back in two seconds. Boom. That's an interesting phone call, right? And I, of course, have a relationship with this person. Right. So she already feels safe with me Mm -hmm. and I feel safe with her. So that's also part of it. And building that, that's actually something else we could talk about. How do you build that Mm -hmm. with someone? Because it just isn't given. And so I just told her, I said, here's the highlights. And I I did the same thing, right? I'm really sorry. And I meant it. I said, you trusted us. And it, it wasn't exactly, you know, what she wanted. And 
I want to hear how you felt. And she told me, and I said, I hear you and I'm sorry. And here's what we're doing. Do you think that that's a good idea moving forward? She's like, Mm -hmm. that would have solved everything. There you go. That would have solved everything. Mm -hmm. And again, everyone that it was a losing situation where everyone won at the end. Yes. It could have turned out very differently. And it has you, in the past. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody By the way, it's dealt not like with this. this. Is all, yeah, this isn't always how it goes. <laughs> That's, maybe we should have started with that. Yes. So this was a good success story, and that's why we're sharing it. There's plenty of stories where we didn't pay attention or, and right. everybody has that in their life, right. you know, mistakes that we made or things we right. could have done differently. But this one is, there's a process to what you did. And, you know, yeah. processes and systems, they're, there has to be a process. Part of the process is having sincerity. Yeah. It's really caring about your clients and Absolutely. your referral partners. And, and caring your about team. yourself and caring about yourself. Yes. Admitting that accountability. It's so interesting because when I, again, like I said, I was historically defensive. I, it kind of was like a switch one day. I'm like, I don't think this is a good way to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, this is not working out. <laughs> I'm not happy. And how do I, how do I flip this? And after Uh a lot of therapy and a lot of experiences, I realized that you just have to take accountability. There's such a freedom in this for us. There is in this business to just take accountability and also don't take accountability if it's not your fault. Exactly. I mean, and, and I didn't come up with this process by writing it down. I've lived my life and realized this is how it should be. Yes. This is how this is how I should and this is kind of how I already do operate and thinking mm-hmm. about that. And maybe everyone has a little bit different way of doing it. That's fine, but I think the pillars of what we've been talking about are the key, right? Yes. Is, is really being sincere, being open, listening, taking accountability and then acting on it. Yes. You know? And teaching your team to do the same. Yeah. Because your team could have handled this right at the beginning. And I'm I'm not calling out your team. It happens on every team. No, they, that in, person totally agreed. Yeah. That was. And if they're yeah. and as a loan officer, if they're learning how to do this, I, I mean, if, if they're teaching the loan officers, teaching their team, how to do this and yes. their team is learning how to do it, it gets taken care of before it's a problem. Right. Then we don't have to have this. Yes. I mean, it wasn't chaotic. It, because it was handled right away. But let's not also forget that our client, our borrower started this whole thing by being open and honest with how she felt. Yes. Which doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't. Most people just walk away. Yes. I attribute that. And I, I could be wrong. This is just kind of a theory. I don't know this. And I actually didn't ask her this. Maybe I should. Why did she feel safe to tell us that? Mm-hmm. Like, was there something that we had done and the first part of that text message was like, this person was great. This person was great. This person was great. But mm-hmm. yeah. Know? And so maybe that's why. And and all the work that that those people did, including myself. Mm-hmm. See? Yep. You never know. Yes. And she felt safe to be able to mention it at all after saying all the good things that she said that happened. Yeah. You know, I'm the kind of person that if someone on my team doesn't treat someone right, or somebody makes a mistake or something, because it's going to happen that we're human, right? We're going to make mistakes and not do things a hundred percent every single time because, because we're human, but I would want to know if, if that happens, I would want to know if I come across brash or if I, 
if I don't fulfill someone's needs when they're getting trained or needs when they're the loan officer sending someone to our training company or someone that I'm coaching or whatever it is, I would want to know. And so I think it's really great that she felt like she could come to Oliver and mention that. Yes. And, and with what you're saying, this goes back to what you and I talk about on a lot of the podcasts that we do is the growth. Mm -hmm. If you don't take that accountability and shift and pivot and do things differently, you're not growing. You're not getting better. Mm -hmm. The only way we get better is when we know what we shouldn't do anymore. (laughs) Right. That's for sure. (laughs) Like the defensiveness to the accountability. It's like, oh, this is better. It only yes. took me 40 years to figure it out. That's okay. <laughs> I know <laughs> what you mean. It's much better over here. Yes. So. Yeah. So we learn more from our mistakes than we do from our wins most of the time. This was a win for your team, in my opinion. It was a win. The way it turned out was a win for everybody. And it's something to look back to and go, how can we model that sooner in the transaction? How can Absolutely. we model what you did at the end to talk it through with the client and your referral partner. How can we model that sooner in the transaction? So that's why I wanted to share it with the people on the podcast, especially the loan officers and any business owner, because this is handling conflict in today's market happens in any business because we're in a recession or not. Maybe some people say we're not in a recession yet, but we're we're close. I think we are. I think we've been. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and so things are happening in the world today and people need to know how to handle conflict. So I'm so grateful that you were here today. That was awesome. And I love how we've we've prepped the next time we'll be together to talk about EQ. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because you have to start with that because being present is is EQ. Yes, it is. Emotional intelligence. There's all kinds of intelligence, but the emotional one is the one that helps you get along with people the best. Absolutely. And people feel safe with you. And so we'll talk about that another time. And I'm so grateful that you were here today. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and your story and just being able to be open and helping people. Cause that's what you did today is you helped a lot of people know what to do when conflict arises. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, Irene. I appreciate you being here. And so for those of you that were here today, we hope that you got value from this. I, I would think that you did because Allison is so amazing. And the story that she shared is a great story. So If you got value from it, I would really appreciate you sharing this podcast with other loan officers and other people that you know. It would mean a lot to me. So thank you and have a wonderful day. 